The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can, and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back, tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, taste like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place, no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today, or, or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all. So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. <clears throat> Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the Apocalypse. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. What's going on? My name is Chad. I'm a bird. This is my Birdcast. This Birdcast is a few days late because last week I interviewed Adam Burke at Space Time Sounds about his new album weaponized empathy dropping which by the way the link is still down below you should listen to it i did is dope and you should you should always experience the good dopeness so like you know i wanted to make sure you focused up on that now that we're done with that let's get on to this thing but like also keep buying that album um a couple of things coming up that you need to know about first things first february 29th i'm gonna be live from logan arcade if you're in the city come on by if you're watching at home click on it and, and come check it out on the chad tubes Raising money for clear Chicagoland exotic animal rescue. I went over to their uh, spot and hung out with some of the uh, precious gems that they have. Bunch of cool-ass birds, uh, some dogs, uh, some frogs, some lizards, and they're all exotic rescues. So, like, they can't really go anywhere. They can't really do anything. They just have to just exist because they don't know any better. They were raised to be, like, pets and then abandoned I believe they found one um, bird on a beach, which, like, as cool as that sounds to me, I have a checking account, and that bird did not. So um, that kind of shit takes money because they got to keep those animals alive because you can't really get rid of them or adopt them. So kick them some cash so that these birds and animals can live comfy, sweet, sweet lives uh, in this sweet-ass rescue sanctuary that they live in, which has a pinball room. What? You'll see more pictures of that on my Instagram. Take a look. And you'll meet the women who run this thing on my uh, pinball stream. Chad and Teddy get lit February 29th, live from Logan Arcade, to benefit clear animal exotic rescue. Exotic animal rescue. Animal exotic sounds like a magazine I should subscribe to. Magazine? How old am I? Anyway... (laughs) I don't know why I thought magazine. I'm not. There's no magazines in my um, apartment, so I don't know. 
I'll get a subscription or something. Anyway, uh, you can find my new OnlyFans page, Animals Exotic. So here we are. Uh, that's what's happening February 29th on the YouTubes or at Logan Arcade or both. Come by and then get tired and leave and go home and finish the rest of it on the train home. I don't care how you do it. Just kick these cats some money so they can take care of these birds. The link is down below if you just want to donate and you don't want to deal with the pinball tournament. But why wouldn't you? It's going to be dope. There's going to be um, some of your favorites from the previous streams. A new champion will be belted. I don't know what the table is. That's the thing. You got to come find out. Uh, so that's happening February 29th, 8 p.m. Central. And then if you're in Illinois, March 3rd at Blue Island Beer Co., me, Jamie Schreiner, John McComb, Bill Larkin, Grit and the Double Knit, live in your face for the smoke show at 4.20 p.m. That link is also down below. But even more amazing, we got beanies. That's right. You wanted stickers? You got them. You wanted shirts? More are coming. Hoodies on the way. Right now, we got beanies, and they're gorgeous. Check out Chad the Merch and get them. Sport them. Take pictures of you. Tag me. Show me that you look good, baby. You look good, feel good. That's the deal. Um, and there's no better look than sporting my sweet-ass face with my logo, my sweet, sweet face logo. I don't know. You're just going to look good in it. They look great, and you should get them. Money goes to me to keep doing my thing. Speaking of my thing, a couple of weeks ago, and by that I mean one, I talked about Bill Post, the Pop-Tart King, and his passing, the new Taco Bell menu, um, the new Wendy's Cinnabon collab, and some incredible information that I don't want to spoil for you. So here's that live in front of an audience in Chicago at the Green Mill for the paper machete, already in progress. You like me, cause it could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. I can't promise you forever. Okay, humanity, I know you got shit to do, so I can't take up too much time because you got a lot going on. Sorry, I don't mean to be distracting. I know you're hungry and your food's here. I know you're thirsty and you finally got out in front of the line at the bar. I know your lift is right outside. And you're getting that anxiety buzzer that phones do now when the lift is right outside. Because they know when they say Cleo is arriving soon in a 2015 Blue Ford Taurus in five minutes, you're going to aim to land it on the one-minute mark when Cleo's little Taurus corners your block. And they know if they don't give you the runway, you're going to biff it. That's in your nature, humans. And that's what you're paying for. The convenience of not having to do shit until you absolutely have to because there's so much to do. So, because of that and in lieu of that, I don't want to ever see you again. Any one of you text me BRT. You hear me? Because I'm saying it in all caps. I don't want to get a coming or BRB. In fact, the next one of you humans so much as OMW's me, I'm going to hot deuce on your windshield on purpose when I get around to it. It's not my fault y'all jumped on the all-flaming minecart into the future called responsibility. That's on you. I didn't do shit. My ancestors were killed by a meteor. In fact, I am, since I'm part dinosaur, genetically I've been on the earth longer, so I'm actually entitled to a little intellectual, instinctual lethargy. So get off my dick 
and stop asking where you at. You coming or ETA? When you can't even handle when the airport Wi-Fi is slow. You even abbreviate words that don't take any effort like issue. That's a sneeze. That's how easy it is to say it. But I get it, y'all got shit to do. Most of it is preparing for shit you gotta do later, which in the end is really to help get done the shit you gotta do after that. I don't even know how anything is even in business when none of you have the time to go anywhere, even if it's to meet up at $5, you call it, it's at happy hour. That's just two hours of your life where you get to call it, but no, you're never around, let alone the money, which is a thing. That's really what it comes down to, because most of the time, that you've got right now, you're using it to get something done that should result in something monetary. Otherwise, it's just chores, which is now what the break that you get is. My point is, you are wired to love those three simple words, three ways, or a combo of it all. And even though that is fundamentally not in nature, because nothing is, in fact, simple, fast, and easy. So I'm thinking, you might got an ish. <laughs> and here's the thing, I get it. It's a complicated world that doesn't give a shit about you. You got control issues. That's why you invented Legos. <laughs> but because you cannot stop the world you made, suddenly everything is Pringles. Once you pop, you get obsessed with it, and then you drive it into a level of preposterousness that'll make a Batman villain a little envious. You went so hard on Legos that the amount of tires that Lego produces for the little pixelated cars and such actually qualifies them to be the largest manufacturer of tires in the world, making over a hundred million more than Michelin a year. You affect the world when you go Pringles, humans. How am I ever supposed to chill out? Now that I have your elusive attention, recently, you have lost the great Bill Post whom of which you have much to thank. Why? Hang on, you got somewhere to be? So back in the 60s, things were swinging, or hip, or jittery, whatever, I wasn't there. And post-consumer brands, or post on the street, was looking to expand their breakfast food market because like, World War II shook their shit up a little bit. I say Google it, but who has the time? So everyone had to get up early and fuck off and do shit, so breakfast was kinda not happening because there was no time. And Post was like, oh, convenience? That's what people want. And using a process they had developed for a shelf-stable soft food for dogs called Gaines Burgers, which, though it sounds like a podcast Joe Rogan's listens to and wonders if you've heard it because they, quote, make good points, was actually super space-age foil-wrapped dog food that stayed fresh without having to refrigerate it. And they figured good enough for dogs, good enough for people, probably. And they got into the shelf-stable pastry business, creating something called Country Squares, which was a pastry you could have at the ready in the pantry to toast. Zombie survival food even before zombies existed. And if you were wondering why you have never had one, it is because Country Square sounded lame. So their competitor, Kellogg, hired a guy from Keebler named Bill Post, which is just like such a dick stab. To hire a guy named Post to fuck over a company called Post? Respect. And he and his team developed a similar pastry and they named it after the pop art movement that was happening because Andy Warhol was having a thing and needed everybody to know about it, giving the world the Pop-Tart in 1964. Simple, fast, 
an easy breakfast, and it was a fucking hit. And like all the hits you make, humans, you couldn't stop playing it in the car. Drove everybody fucking insane, and now it's fucking annoying. And they sold out two weeks after they hit the shelves because you cannot handle it when something comes out that is simple, fast, and easy. And it wasn't even a new thing. White Castle had been around since 1921. A&W since 1919. Fucking McDonald's rocked Iowa back in 1955. Humanity, you had fridges in your homes since 1913, and they could stop tank shell. Frozen OJ's been around since 46, Swanson since 53, and this was breakfast. And it tasted like carnival food. And you didn't have to store it in an upright bunker. Fast snacks are always derogare humanity. You have always had shit you've had to do, and there's never enough time. But like all things that you do that are simple, fast, and easy, you went and popped, and now you can't stop. All coins have two sides, even the chocolate ones. And if Pop-Tarts exist to brighten your morning, then Taco Bell was forged to darken your nights. Balancing out the universe, because that's how the force works. And recently, the bell decided that Living Moss wasn't high enough gear to be living in, and now it is time to crank it to Massivo and gun it. Along with the remastered cravings menu, now they have the cantina chicken menu, street chalupas, a dippable enchilada, chicken nuggets, which I'm pretty sure is against the law to be in a Taco Bell. <laughs> and the biggest affront to all that is nature, the crispinata, an unholy union of chicken and queso inside a fucking crispy shell with ranch dipping spots, just to spite God. After all this time, Pop-Tarts and Taco Bell were two halves of the same delicious processed coin we all love, but with a stalwart void in between. For never the twain shall meet. We remember where we were April 9th, 2018, when Good Mythical Morning made a Taco Bell Pop-Tart with fire sauce glaze. And I think they all died, guys. I think that's real. It's not, but like for a minute, right? And now here we are. The Crispinata. A fucking Taco Bell Pop-Tart. Unclean. Unclean! I decry you! Back to the pit! There's not a level of hell worthy of ye demon, but it doesn't stop there because we must have dessert, mummy! A Mountain Dew Baja Blast gelato that to even comprehend would put you in a fugue state! And yet another collab with Cinnabon for the Dolce de Leche Cinnabon Delight. Whilst meanwhile across the border, Wendy's also partnered up with Cinnabon for the first time with the Cinnabon pull-apart breakfast item, corralling a gaggle of Cinnabon minions and glazing them with cream cheese frosting in a to-go cup because French toast is too fucking complicated. Who has the fucking time? On the go we go, humans. And if the hypertension is just too much, just pop an Ozempic and take a break. Because you got it right there, hot and ready for you. And you've been doing it so much that the fast food executive CEOs from all over, including Kelanova, that's Pop-Tarts, have been watching the sales of Ozempic. And some actually reached out to the Nordis Novo CER Lars Fruergaard Jorgensen because they are nervous that the sales of his products, Ozempic and Wagovi, are skyrocketing in the last year because you can like basically get an Ozempic out of a fucking vending machine when you want to cut pounds, which, by the way, is not what an Ozempic was made for. It's an insulin modulator that has an appetite suppressant as a side effect. And like, yeah, I guess anything is a hat if you wear it right, but like, shoes belong on your feet, okay? The fast food sales are declining! Recently, Jorgensen spoke to Bloomberg that fast food execs are actually calling him to get more intel on his drugs 
because their sales are dropping. And instead of looking at the systemic problems that are leading to people having to eat exclusively fat food, they're wondering how that's going to affect sales, which is like if a convenience store flooded and instead of getting a life raft, the manager put up a sign for a liquidation sale. No wonder Taco Bell's lost his damn mind, stacking his options higher than the shits you're going to take the next day. But perhaps the most sacrilegious in their attempt to take back your glucose levels and brand your colon with the bell. <laughs> the unhollowed and demented prime movers of Yum Brands Incorporated, formerly Tricon Global Restaurants Incorporated, have aligned Taco Bell and Salt and Straw Ice Cream out of Portland to combine forces, plunging their hands into the dark arts against all of nature's persistent screams to stop and think about what you're doing. They're resurrecting the Choco Taco back from the dead. Is there nothing sacred? It's been nay two years since we laid the Choco Taco to rest. Nature having selected it for extinction to leave this earth behind like so many of my ancestors had to do in 65 million years ago. Your fast food scientists knowing that they could but never stopping to think that they should. The body, not even colder than a normal Choco Taco. Those possessed wizards are calling to the void to bring it back, to wander Taco Bell, corrupt and blasphemous, like a Lovecraft zombie with a spicy sauce to dip it in. God help you, of course there's a dipping sauce! You cannot court the nameless shapes and ancient writhings in the depths of madness to coalesce and call forth an abandoned novelty like you're the pet cemetery of snacky treats and not give it its sauce. It demands sacrifice. God damn it. I should be extolling the virtues of Bill Post's legacy of delicious convenience, not raging against a fucking summoning. Is there no way to satisfy your cravings for simple, fast, and easy? Doomed. You're all doomed. Time is a lie! Pain is pleasure! The Choco Taco will walk again and all will suffer and delight in agony! Cause damn it, of course I want one. All that sounds fucking delicious. Come join me, I'm gonna be late. BRT. Special thanks to the Barrera Cudas for the kick-ass song Promises, taking it on the back end. Thank you to Jebson's Malort for making this happen. Thank you to Zach Mansalvo for recording me. Thank you to you for listening to me. Wow, so much information to throw at you. February 29th, live on the YouTubes from Logan Arcade. Uh, Chad and Teddy get lit to benefit Clear Exotic Animal Rescue. Come check it out and give them money. All proceeds go to them. The money we make on that YouTube stream is going straight to them. So get here and check it out. Um, and then March 3rd, Blue Island Beer Co. Come see me, Jamie Schreiner, John McComb, and Bill Larkin live. Ooh, I just got a text message. Ooh, somebody's giving me stuff. Oh, this is already starting to work, and you haven't even listened to the episode yet. Anyway, March 3rd, Blue Island Beer Co. Come check it out. Uh, at 420, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Um, and then, yeah, more shit coming. Get ready. To come buy a beanie. Because, like, yeah, it's going to be spring, but it's still a little chilly, especially if you're up north which is where I am, technically. I'm north of somewhere. I guess everybody's really north of somewhere. Oh, so then everybody should buy a beanie. That's the logic. Buy stuff. Give money. Save the world. Nailed it.